Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Proton Pack podcast. I'm Chris. With me is Tony. We're not going to do any uh, funny uh, intros. We're not going to do any of the uh, shout outs, the shameless plugs. We've got a whole shit ton of video games to talk about with E3. And uh, I think we're going to get just right on into it. We sure are. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. All right, so if you listen to our regular episode, episode 28, uh, we got through, we were going to drop a few bits of video game news, but uh, unfortunately we ran out of uh, time. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and pick those up here and then uh, go into our E3 coverage. Uh, the first thing is a anniversary collection that we've been looking forward to. Now, we already told you guys about the Konami Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which had some really great games and some questionable ones in there. Uh, but now we're getting information on the Konami Contra Anniversary Collection. And, Contra! Uh, let's, let's cue a little Mew. Just a nice. <laughs> and uh, looking over this one, I mean... it. It's going to be available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo. The games they chose for it, a little strange. So to give you guys an idea, um, you get three versions of the original Contra. The arcade version, the NES, and the Famicom, which was the uh, European and Japanese version of the NES. Not exactly sure why they need three versions, but uh, maybe there were slight differences. I don't know. Do you know, Tone? Um, the Japanese one had, a, I think, an extra level or something in it, but it's not terribly too much different than the uh, original one that we grew up and loved. Um, right. And I don't even remember that game being in the arcade. No. it. So the arcade one released on Xbox Live back on the 360 a few years back. So if you guys <clears throat> were able to get, you know, MAME and you were able to do emulation, you could have played it that way. Basically, 
it's like the NES version just with 16-bit graphics. Um, it was, I mean, it's just as fun as the NES one, but I think for you and I, um, having been kids of the 80s, you know, growing up with a, with an NES, Contra was the shit. It was legit um, tough, and, and that was the birth of the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start code. Yep. The Konami code, as they say, and uh, it was really cool to um, to go through that game. It was, I mean, it was so much fun, especially played with one of your buddies or your <laughs> sibling if they were down with playing it with you. Right. Typically, well, and they'd get pissed because, like, when they died so much, you'd steal their lives. And yeah. well, the nice thing about Contra is that unlike other two-player games of the time, where you know you guys had to take turns, uh, you know, playing. Uh, I mean, take, for instance, um, uh, Super Mario 2. You know, you died, and then the next person got a chance to play. Uh, with Contra, you got to play at the same time, and you guys had to work together, and it was definitely a cool game, and you absolutely needed the Konami code in order to even have a chance to beat it. Right. It's... Um, it, it, that was some some of the bummer parts, having to wait for the other person. Like, the... The two-player co-op, this was a really fun one to do together. It was just, what a fun game. I think that's what started our loves um, for Contra back in the day. So, yeah. Well, not only that, but the level switch between the side-scrolling and then the, I guess you would say, up-scrolling, um, you know, where you'd be shooting up at the, uh, you know, different enemies and, and uh, um barriers and uh, things that were coming at you and so every other level would switch between those right and the soundtrack was great too i mean i still have that embedded in my brain just that eight bit soundtrack was just killer <laughs> yeah so with this collection as we mentioned you get uh, the three original contras you get super contra and super c which were the same game only one was arcade and nes yeah you get Contra 3, The Alien Wars, which was on Super Nintendo. Awesome game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Very worth that. That alone is worth the purchase price right there. Yep. You get Contra Hardcore, which was the Sega Genesis version of Contra, which again was awesome. It was. It's very tough, but that introduced like the first time you could play as like an animal. You could play as the wolf. And uh, <clears throat> very cool game, though. Very cool. Yep. And then uh, the Game Boy version Operation C, which uh, was fun, but, you know, it was a Game Boy game and, and sort of limited in its sort of gameplay. Yeah. So with all of that being said, there's two other games on here that I never even knew existed. And uh, they basically changed the name from Contra to Probotector, which is a... Uh, you know, mashup of Protector and Robot. And uh, instead of Bill and Lance, you had RD008 and RC01111. And they were, um, you know, robots. And, you know, a lot of the enemies became robots. And, you know, I, from what I've read, it was basically, you know, Konami's way to um, change the game around because, you know, you have the Iran contra conflict happened around the same time and uh you know they didn't want to associate the game with an actual war that was going on yeah i i'm with you on this now that you've revealed the lineup here i i see a lot of missed opportunities um case in point i mean 
I'm cool with them adding an arcade version. So you had like this, you could see what that's like. And, and definitely having the NES version of the original Contra, fantastic. You didn't need the Japanese one. I think that is not necessary. Um, I like the inclusion of the two of Super Contra and Super C. Yep. I think Contra 3, of course, was a must. I would have left out the Probotectors. I don't think we need those. It's the same game. You're just playing as a robot. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hard Corpse, of course, was a must include. And I think you could have skipped the Game Boy. What I would have added to this collection, if it were up to me, and and, and I'll see if you agree with me on this one, um, I, would have, I would have skipped out those games. I like that they stretched out and they have so many games on this collection, even though a lot of them are repeats. Um, there was a really cool game called Contra Rebirth, and it was on WiiWare back when the Wii was around. Um, and it looked and played a lot like Contra 3. Hmm. Um, very cool game. I bought it on WiiWare, and it was fantastic. It played a lot like Contra 3. Great. It had around the same type of graphics, maybe a little bit better. Um, I would have included Contra 4, which Definitely. was only on the DS. And that would have been a perfect inclusion. I would have totally skipped the Game Boy altogether because um, the graphics just sucked. I mean, it was great for the time on a little green and black <laughs> screen, you know, or what yellow with your contrast. It just, like you said, very limited in its capabilities and stuff. Um, and I would have included um, – there was a really bitchin' game that came out on the PS2, and that was um, – Contra Hard Corpse is what it was called. And Are you sure? Because that's the Sega Genesis one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. So I what think was... I think on another episode we looked it up too, and it yeah, was yeah. There was there was one on the PS4 or the PS4. Wow, I really dropped the ball on that. Sorry, fellas and ladies. Um, <laughs> but on the PS2, there was a Contra game that came out, and it was bitching. Um, I I th- that's what I would have put on there. Um, so. What's your thoughts on it after after all that? Like, what would you have put on, and and what would you rank this? Is and would, is this something you would buy? Uh, I mean, it's twenty bucks, so it's not you know it doesn't hit the wallet too hard. It's got a lot of good games on it. Uh, like you said, you know the Game Boy version probably not. Um, you know the only thing is that uh, you know personally I have the. Nintendo Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic. I plan on getting the Sega Genesis Mini. From there, I've got all those games covered. So <laughs> it's not like I need a, a PS4 version with all those games because I could easily pick it up on any of those other uh, systems. You bring up a really good point with that, my friend. Um, I'm going to have to say this is a pickup if you're a diehard Contra fan. Or if you're about the achievements, if you're an achievement hunter or trophy yeah. hunter on uh, Xbox or PS4, then yeah, it's probably worth it. I don't know if I would splurge at 20. I would probably wait for a deal of the week kind of uh, sale. Um, but like you said, you bring up a really good point. If you've already owned the uh, the Super NES and the NES and the, the upcoming Sega Genesis, yeah, there's really no need. Um, <clears throat> me personally, I already own uh, the Xbox Live versions of con you know the original contra super c um and i've got like you the nes mini the snes i'm going to be picking up the sega genesis so i'm with you i unless it's a smoking 
cheap deal online on Xbox or PlayStation, I'm going to have to give it a, a pass. Only beca- The only way this would have been a must-buy is if you included the WiiWare game, you know, Contra Rebirth, um, Contra 4 on the DS, and uh, the, the PS2 version. Because the, the PS1 versions sucked. Legacy of War and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Crappy, just this really crappy um, top. Tried to be all 3D because that was the rage when that came out. And it was just, it was awful. And it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, if you're a diehard Contra fan and you don't own any of these um, mini systems, absolutely. It, it's yeah. a hell of a lineup, but... You know, you bring up a really good, if you're saving money, unless it's an achievement thing, I don't think it's something you need to go out and splurge. Definitely. Now, uh, speaking of the mini systems uh, for the last countless number of episodes, you know, we've been talking about the Sega Genesis Mini and they've been doing a good job of releasing 10 games at a time, you know, and then last we spoke about it, they had released up to their 30th game and uh, gave us a chance to speculate a little bit on what their last 10 games were going to be. Oh, yeah. Let let me jam it in real quick. Okay, I feel good. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, Sega went above and beyond. So instead of getting a final 10 games, we're actually getting a final 12, bringing the total to 42. Now, we had talked about uh, you know some of the games we really wanted to see, uh, namely more of the third-party games. You know the X-Men games on Genesis were amazing. Um, I would have loved to have seen like Aladdin, um, but you know they with those being you know big-name licenses, it's it's no wonder they didn't end up getting those. But uh, in this last twelve, there's a few in there that uh, were definitely on uh, both of our lists. Yeah. So um, just to run it down, there's Wonder Boy and Monster World. Um, not familiar with that game. I'm not familiar as well. Um, following people on Twitter, uh, getting their reactions. Um, seems to be an, a, a popular inclusion, so that's a good thing. They does have a following. So I look forward to, uh, to being introduced to this game. Yeah, there's uh, this game called Teetris, Teetrice. Uh, I never heard of that. <laughs> never ever. Oh, Tetris. Um, Tetris. Which that's again, a, that's oh, a weird inclusion. It is. You know, that was a game that was originally um on Game Boy actually before it was even on Nintendo. And uh, now, did you think growing up too that I always thought that was a Nintendo property? I know it's not as an adult, but as a kid, I always thought it was just a Nintendo game. I did too, but. Uh, Obviously, we found I, that I, out. I, I, I'll reserve judgment till I play this version, but I think it's a weird, weird inclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darius, which uh, is a game I had only played a few times. If I recall, it was a um, like a jet fighter space type. Yeah, game. think along the lines out there. Um, if you guys don't know like it's it's along the lines of like r type or uh gradius or gradius that was uh on the nes and super nintendo um but like you said it is a 2d little jet scroller you're just shooting and blowing up alien stuff hey could be fun we'll see yeah the uh, next game is a game actually i haven't thought about in a while is a uh, virtua fighter 2 which was obviously the original virtua fighter 
was our introduction to the 3D fighting games. You know, uh, previous to that, we had, um, you know, the Capcom Street Fighter games. We had Mortal Kombat, uh, but Virtual Fighter, you know, had these polygon characters. And for the time, they looked awesome. Obviously, you look back down and you're like, yeah, that's kind of lame. But uh, doing it with Virtual Fighter 2, uh, I think, was probably the right move for them. Yeah, you know, I got the uh, the Genesis collection on the on the Xbox, um, and it's on there. I played it. It sucks. Oh, really? It's, uh. it's shitty. I, I I get where you're going, the fandom and stuff, but wait till you play it, dude. It's clunky, and maybe they'll make it better. It is M2 doing the emulation, and they do a stellar job. I know M2 did not, to my knowledge, did not do the Genesis anniversary collection that came out last year um but i did play it it's on there and i i wouldn't have included it let's just put it (laughs) one but you know let us know in the comments what you think when it comes out uh in september if you'll be playing this game it might bring you might for all i know it might be your childhood nostalgia game yeah uh i'm gonna rattle off a couple games that i'm not familiar with Uh, monster world 4 uh, and Alicia Dragoon? No. The only thing I can think when you say Dragoon, I think of the Panzer Dragoon saga. That one where you'd fly around on the back of the dragon before uh, yeah. this was ever a thing. Yeah. And that was big on the, um, uh, what was the system? Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn, yeah. It was yeah. big on Saturn, and then we got a, gr- a great sequel on uh, the Dreamcast, if I recall, right? Yep. And then uh, another couple games I'm not familiar with, Dynamite Heady and Light Crusader. Um, Dynamite Heady um, is is done by a company, Treasure. They did uh, the awesome Gunstar Heroes games that's also in this package. Um, you, you're like this little termite guy, and you take your head, and it's a shoot 'em up game, kind of like Contra, and you play. It's a side-scroller, and you use your head to blow things up. Um I played it. I played it before. Um, actually, a really fun game. So great inclusion on that. Um, Monster World uh, and Light Crusader. I don't know much about. It's more of the RPG realm, which I never really got too into. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, Columns, which we expected to be in this collection, but it's another puzzle game like Tetris. And personally, I don't think you know. I, I think they should have had Columns, but not Tetris. Yeah, I don't think I think adding two puzzle games like that was not a good move. Columns for sure. Um, hell, even Columns three would have been a good addition. That was a really fun one. But uh, I would have skipped. I would have skipped Tetris because you also have Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is Puyo Puyo nowadays, yep. which is another puzzle game. And I just I don't think you need three types of puzzle games on here. I, I just kind of filler. I think you could have put a much better option than that on there. Yep. And then uh, finally, we'll get into the games that we actually had on our list. So uh, Kid That's Chameleon, which uh, was it's a classic. Yeah, classic. yeah, it was one of the early Sega Genesis games. Definitely a classic. You know, your character could, um, you know, basically turn into all these different characters and had different powers. And, and it was just so much fun. Oh, it was. It's, it's such a great game. I mean... I think people are in for a treat. I think right now, if you've got kids that you want to introduce them to games you grew up with, I mean, these are fun ways to do it. I know you got to introduce your boys to the world of Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And and while it might not amaze them because they're so used to the modern day graphics and the awesome, 
you know, Fortnites and whatever else the kids play nowadays, that these games kind of look crappy. But just the fun factor and and just what we grew up, man, this was simplistic fun. Yeah. Just, just good stuff and great and great challenges too. These games weren't easy, except no. Altered Beast was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, another game that was actually on my list was uh, Eternal Champions, which oh yeah, was, that's that's a great addition. Great. Yeah. Fighting game. Um, now my only question is are they going to be doing the regular version or are they going to be doing the sega cd version and the difference between the two is that uh on the sega cd version they had essentially finishing moves which were nearly impossible to pull off but when you did it it went into this you know uh, cgi cinematic screen and uh at the time was just amazing to watch i bet we're gonna get the just the genesis version (laughs) But it would be awesome. I hope I'm wrong. But if I'm guessing, it's probably the Genesis version. Yeah. And then finally, the last game that we were really hoping for, and really it's not a surprise that they added it, but uh, we would have been bummed if they hadn't, is Strider. Oh, I'm so stoked for Strider. I was happy when I saw that. Because this when they announced these games... I was a little underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie to you. I was I was happy to see some, but some I was like, why? Like, and, and I'll get to where there's the ones where I was, I was shocked it didn't appear. But Strider, awesome, awesome. One of the first Genesis games I ever played. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, just glancing over the list, I'd say they probably 60 to 70 percent of them are spot on, whereas oh, yeah. the rest is, you know kind of yeah it makes you scratch your head yeah what i love about this and don't forget too there's one more game we skipped and it was on our list which one is that road rash 2 oh yeah staring me right in the face yeah that's another i'm really stoked that uh they got this game on there road rash was a ton of fun road rash 2 took everything that was great about one and made it better. Road Rash 2 is so much fun, at least from what I remember of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm thrilled that they included that in there. So, uh, yeah, Sega Genesis Mini, uh, we're getting 42 games. $79.99 comes out September 19th. So, yeah, you still have the rest of the summer to wait. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they did it right. And I think, uh, you know, Genesis fans overall should be pretty happy. Yeah. This is definitely a must-buy. I think for any video game fan, um, this gets you so many games that you've probably never played. I mean, Mega Man The Wily Wars was only on the Sega channel, unless you lived outside of the country. Um, Contra Hard Corps is one of the best games. I mean, the only games I really wish they that are missing and that, that scratch my head is I'm surprised Sonic 3 didn't make the list. I really am. Yeah. Uh, or I even Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, I would have taken those versus a Tetris. I, I, I appreciate the Tetris being a bonus game. That's cool. Um, I don't know if I would have had so many Monster World games either. I, I, I get Aladdin. You already, you got a couple of Disney games. Aladdin would have been a sweet addition. X Men probably would have been a license, a licensing nightmare to get on there. Yep. But what a fantastic game. Both that and the Clone Wars were for that. And, uh, you know, overall, and TMNT, Hyperstone Heist, I know that's probably a license issue too, but that would have been a great call. Um, 
overall, I'm not bitching about it. This I'm very excited about it, and they've uh, I'll put a link on our uh, Facebook page. Um, they are releasing the six button controller. It's not included. You're getting two of the original three buttons, but you can purchase the six button controller at a reasonable price. And I think it, it would be good to get the six button, especially if you're going to be playing Street Fighter 2 mm-hmm. or um, Eternal Champions um, or Virtua Fighter. And and that's another thing, too. Instead of Virtua Fighter 2, why the hell didn't they include like Mortal Kombat for Mortal Kombat 2? Yeah. <laughs> Probably another licensing thing. Yeah, yeah, it, but it would have been cool, or even NBA. There's just I look back and there's, it's easy to nitpick. It's the same with the Super Nintendo. They could add a kajillion other games you wanted, but overall, I'm really happy. I'm excited, and I'm definitely going to be picking this bad boy up. And realistically, if you know the right people or you know where to look, we are not condoning it, but we're just saying that there are people that mod them to the point where you can get every Genesis game that came out. This is very true. I wouldn't know who would do that, but it exists. It's out there. Exactly. It's out out there in the world somewhere. So, uh, you know, obviously we've had the... Super Nintendo Classic and the Nintendo Classic and the Sega Genesis Mini and the poorly received PlayStation Classic or Mini, whatever they call. Which, by the way, is since this is an E3 special, if you're in the market to collect the not well-received PlayStation one, it's only $30 on Amazon right now. Buy it now if you're interested. (laughs) So with all of that being said, you know, if you were going to guess at what the next mini console is that was going to be released you know where would your mind go nintendo 64 yeah yeah i'm right there with you you know um uh, yeah i mean i honestly I'm about to drop something on us chris <laughs> and it ain't good news <laughs> it's not so uh we are getting another mini system uh but this time it is one that uh I mean, I knew maybe one person who had the original, and it was sort of a novelty to play. And I'm talking about the uh, TurboGrafx-16. And uh, if I remember, I think it was the first 16-bit console. I think it was released before the Genesis and before the Super Nintendo even came out. It did. They were the first one. I remember my neighbor, uh, Joe Henry, Katie Henry's brother, had it. And... uh, I remember we used to play Keith Courage on there. Couldn't tell you why, but that was the game that came with it. And then Bonk's Adventure. Bonk was a big thing. Yep, and Bonk's Revenge. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, it wasn't anything special. The controller was really plain Jane. It was like a Nintendo controller, just a little bulkier. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I see the lineup so far. It's gonna. It's supposedly supposed to have. Uh, does it say how many games it's gonna have? It doesn't. Uh, and you know they haven't released how many games it's gonna have, when it's coming out, how much it's gonna <clears throat> be. Um, right now, and yeah, you know, at this point they've only released six games that are gonna be on it so yeah, far. Yeah, and that's our type: New Adventure Island, Ninja Spirit, YS Book One and Two. Dungeon Explorer and Alien Crush. Alien Crush, I do remember that was a pinball game. Okay. Um, and uh, our type, of course, is a shoot 'em. That it's like when we talked about Darius. Um, it's just like that. And then New Adventure Island is just a 
a little enhanced version of the Master Higgins game that started out on the Nintendo. Um, I'd only really be interested in playing Adventure Island. This the lineup of games doesn't have me even remotely going, yes. Yeah. And the funny thing is I would expect, you know, one of the Bonks games to be right there in the initial release. You know, that yeah. was their big franchise. That was their Mario or their Sonic and yeah, you know, they haven't even announced that yet. I wonder how many games ever came out for this during its run. I don't, I don't even know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up because I am curious. Um, Turbo Graphics 16 was just never one of those things I was super into. It came out October 30th, 1987, um, <clears throat> and then it was discontinued by spring of '93. Yeah. And the only thing that I remember that was cool about it is there was the uh, Turbo Express, which was the handheld version, and you yes. could port your games from that the console sweet. to that. That was sweet, and uh, that's really all I can tell you. I don't. It's just one of those systems. It's just like eh. And so back in the day, they re-released some of these games on Nintendo's Virtual Console back on the Wii. Um, uh don't really have uh <clears throat> much stuff to say so <laughs> so i mean as more information comes out we'll probably report on yeah. it but we're not overly excited Apparently, konami owns it so konami announced that they're going to be releasing it so yay konami yeah. and uh i think m2 is going to do the um the emulation, yeah. The emulation, Which emulation yeah. does a great job. So it's in good hands for that, so that's a plus. But uh yeah, I don't uh don't don't think I'll be partaking in this dance. No. Real quick, do you remember what the name of the Sega handheld system was where yeah, you Yeah, it was could... the Game Gear and it had the T V tuner. Not the Game Gear, but the one that would let you play the full Genesis games on it. And it came out you know, early nineties, like ninety two, ninety three. Oh God. I don't remember. I'm gonna we'll have to look at that. Cause I because I remember the game gear and the game gear was sweet because it was color and um yeah it had the T V tuner because I remember driving to San Jose with my buddy Jason and Ramon. Hi fellas if you're listening. Um and we would go down to we went to a swap meet in San Jose with their with their parents. And I remember Jason had the Game Gear, and we watched Monster Trucks. <laughs> I remember Gravedigger taking on Bigfoot, and we watched <laughs> that on there. But uh, yeah, I don't don't remember what that was called. Um, it, it, I do remember it coming out late. Oh, the Nomad. That's right. Genesis, Genesis Nomad, yeah. That's what it was. Had six buttons, and you could plug in your uh, Genesis thing, take it on the go. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's a prize, position, a prize possession of many gaming enthusiasts. So um, I'm glad you remember that, dude. I forgot all about that thing. Yeah, it was a little late to the game. You know, it was right before, um, you know, Sega sort of got out of uh, – or uh, I take that back. It was right before they released the Saturn. So, you know, a little too little too late. But I remember how cool it was that you could you know, play actual Genesis games on a handheld device. Right. It, 
I never, I never had. I don't know anyone that did have it. To be honest with you, I had it for like a year. <laughs> and then did you trade it in back when EB Games was a thing? I totally did. Electronics boutique. Yep. There's a little throwback to you kids. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, uh, getting into the official E3 news and something Tony talked about a little bit. So uh, PlayStation announced that they're doing their PlayStation Days of Play sale. PlayStation, because little... <laughs> I don't have a sound clip for it. So there you go. Um, which, I mean, if you look through, there are some amazing deals through here. Um you know, they've got the pre-orders for the new games, a bunch of which we'll talk about uh, here in a little bit. But like uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Doom Eternal, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you can get 12 months of PlayStation Plus for $39.99, which is 20 bucks off. Great deal. Kingdom Hearts 3 is down to $25. Great game, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Horizon As, Zero Down, I've heard great things about that. It's ten dollars for the complete edition right now. Yep. As you mentioned, the PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation Classic is thirty dollars, and it's originally a uh, hundred dollars. So if you want to collect that, I mean, now's the time to get it. Um, Spider Man's twenty dollars. That's the one I was excited about because that's did a you, game I wanted you, to pick up. Yeah. I've never picked it up. And now at twenty bucks, pfft, why not? No, dude, for ten dollars you splurge and get the digital deluxe edition. Oh, there's a ten dollar one. There's thirty. Well, it's thirty dollars. Oh, I see what you're saying. Get, get the bonus episodes because I got the basics, so now I have to fork out to get the additional stuff, which are on sale right now too. Um, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> Costco, my Costco. I work for Costco. If you didn't know. Um, we discontinued the games and they marked uh they just wanted to get rid of them all i was able to pick up spider-man for the ps4 and i there was only one left when i even i showed up to work Mm -hmm. they marked it down from 50 bucks to 15 dollars so i paid 15 dollars for spider-man it's a fantastic game i was gonna cuss i was gonna say fantastic (laughs) um speaking of super low price fallout 76 with a uh, collectible box 17 bucks dude these are just right now and and we're running down the playstation deals you can there's right now e3 is so great because nintendo jumps in their games are on sale xbox games are on sale tons of great deals great time to uh, build up your video game collection and uh, I'm going to let you talk. Pardon me. I have to uh, clear the nasal passage here because I'm sounding all nasally here. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get uh, a little taste of that. You're not getting the horn. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, a couple other games on there are Grand Theft Auto Five Premium for 14 bucks. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 for 19 Captain Wolfenstein. Oh, if you like baseball games, MLB The Show 19 for, well, it's not a great deal. <laughs> 40 bucks. <laughs> hey, down from 60, 20 bucks is a good save on that. It is, but at the same time, you know, with the sports games, you know, wait another month and you'll be able to get it for a lot less. <laughs> yeah, you do like Madden. You can pick up Madden 19 uh, for $9. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, if you are a gamer and you're looking to build your collection, now is the time to check out the deals from not only PlayStation, but uh, like you mentioned, Xbox and Nintendo as well. Yeah, especially right now, if you if you have the Nintendo Switch, dude, they do not mark their first party games down. They are tighter than tight. Um, I picked up New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for the Switch, which is normally 60. I got it for 40, so I saved 20 bucks on that. Um, you could pick up Donkey Kong Country um, Tropical Island for uh, 40 right now. You could pick up Smash Brothers for 40. Hell of a pickup. Um, Mario Kart 8, and uh, there's a few other uh, first. Uh, Zelda um, is also on sale, so definitely some great great uh, deals out there especially you know with nintendo and playstation xbox of course has a ton of deals check them out now's the time to take advantage if you want to build your collection up yep before things start moving to the next gen consoles and so uh the first one that we're gonna see even though it's not technically a console something uh, i got excited about as i started to learn about it uh a few weeks back is uh, Google Stadia. And so Google, Stadia? Google is getting into the video game realm and they're doing something that uh, nobody's done before. And it's really, really kind of interesting. It's, it's innovative. I like it. I like where they're thinking with it. I do too. So basically as long as you have access to a Chrome browser with a few little exceptions, and you have uh, a master. There are a few provisos. <laughs> uh, and you've got a decent download speed. You can play any next gen game. Um, and the nice thing about it is they released that you don't even have to own one of the Google Stadia controllers, which will sell for sixty nine dollars a piece. Any USB controller um, will work with the system, which is awesome. Um, that's a game changer right there. It is. Now, with E3 going on, we found out all of the information that's coming out on the Stadia. Uh, it is set to arrive somewhere around November. So, uh, I mean, as far as next-gen goes, again, right around the corner. Uh, the Stadia Pro subscription, which is similar to... Uh, uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox uh, Live and um, whatever Nintendo's is, is only $9.99 a month. And yeah. it comes with uh, cloud gaming service, free games, and the ability to play up to 4K, 60 frames per second, HDR with 5.1 surround sound, given that you have a fast enough download speed. But still, I mean, you could play on a five-year-old PC that's running Windows 7 and as long as you've got a decent download speed in Google Chrome, you're golden. Yeah, and that's a huge, huge thing. I mean, the whole fact that you can play this thing on any one of your TVs. I mean, if you've got Google Chromecast or you can download the Chrome app, I mean, you're, you're money. And, and how easy is that? I mean, I think that's just – it's getting away from having more consoles in your house. I think we're in that age where – you don't need to physically have these things. You don't, you get a better deal anymore buying games digitally. You don't have to carry it. It's accessible. It's there ready to go. If you need to 
delete it or download it, you always have access to it. Well, the neat thing about this is, and I mentioned it uh, last time we talked about Stadia, is unlike having a console and either getting the disc or even downloading it, you don't have to wait. You can pick it up and start playing instantly. It, you don't. That's the huge thing. You don't have to. It, it's that's what I liked about having the Switch is you just pop it in and you're playing. It's um, when you get a nice game from the Xbox or the Xbox uh, for Xbox or the PlayStation, you're gonna be waiting a while. You gotta download, and even when you are downloading and it lets you play, it's very limited what you can access for a while. Yeah, and the fact that again, you know. The only point of entry to get into this system is basically the $69 controller if you want it and the $9.99 a month. I mean, that's amazing. Um, And then they announced what is going to be called the Google Stadia Founders Edition, which has a special edition night blue controller, comes with a Chromecast Ultra, People who order this are going to be the first ones who get the ability to play the Google Stadia. Gives you three months of Stadia Pro, a three-month buddy pass so you can give it to a friend, and it gives you the entire suite of Destiny 2 with all of the extra uh, DLCs, downloads, uh, um, God, everything that uh, you could ever want with uh, the Destiny game. That's that's huge, man. That's very huge. And you get all of that for I want to say one twenty nine. Yeah, one twenty nine ninety nine. So still less than any other console out there. You get a, a huge value. Yeah, and you're playing a lot of games right out the gate too. They're saying uh, the launch window games. Um, they're going to include uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Baldur's Gate three. Borderlands 3, that's that's a big one coming out. Darksiders Genesis, Destiny 2, Doom from 2016. Never played it, but graphically, game looks amazing. Mm. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, don't know. I would have I would have put Dragon Ball Fighters in there. That that was a sweet game. Uh, woohoo! This is an exciting one. I know this is why you're really getting it. Farming Simulator 19. <laughs> that has my name all over yeah, it. All over it. Final Fantasy 15, which if we know if this system takes off and Final Fantasy 15 does well, I can only imagine you're going to see the remastered versions of 7, 8, 9, 10, and so forth. So, um, Football Manager, I don't know about that, but uh, there you go. Get packed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grid. Guilt, Just Dance, that's a popular one with the family. Metro Exodus, huge one right here, Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. Um, that's just, um, that. wow, I'm, I'm shocked that that one's on there. That's great. Um, NBA 2K, whatever year it's going to be, because it just says NBA 2K, uh, probably 20. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is a fighting game. Rage 2. Um, the new Samurai Showdown. I was surprised to see that on the list because that I loved that game on the Genesis back oh, in the day. Dude, it's they redid it all kind of modern day SNK, re-put it out. It's excellent game, excellent. Um, the Elder Scrolls, if you're into that, Thumper, I'm sure it has no relation to Bambi. Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition. So 
And it's also going to have Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. These Tomb Raider reboots were killer, man. Yeah. I haven't played Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but uh, I did do the first and the Rise. Both great games. Um, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, The Division 2. Um, that's really popular. Trials Rising, a real fun motocross game, puzzle motocross game. The Crew 2 and Wolfenstein Youngblood. I, I think that is just a massive <clears throat> launch, uh, just access to those games alone right out the gate. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, as long as Google does their marketing right, they've got a huge hit on their hands. Yeah, and here's uh here's uh, confirmed publishers bringing. <clears throat> you can't go wrong. You got Namco, Bethesda. I probably said that wrong. Bethesda. Bethesda. Bungie, my favorite. Capcom. Coat Sync. Never heard of them. Codemasters. Deep Silver. Drool. Electronic Arts or EA, the Evil Empire. Uh, Giant <laughs> Software. Larian Studios. Enway Games, Rockstar, Sega, SNK, Square Enix, 2K, Tequila Works, Warner Brothers, THQ, and uh, Ubisoft. The only big one I did not see in that was Konami. That was that was it. But otherwise, amazing publishers put it, and it's going to be. I think, like you said, if it takes off, it gets the right support. This could be a real game changer. Most definitely. Uh, all right. Oh, excuse me. See, this um, is why we dedicated a whole show to the video game saga, because there's so much to t- talk about, and it's hard to really just jam it in. So we just want to give you the big and, and discuss all this. That's what she said. Um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all right. So uh, moving on from the Google Stadia to the uh, Xbox conference portion of E3, um, you know, obviously one of the major um, system consoles out there, you would expect some major announcements. So the first thing is that they're teasing their next-gen console called Project Scarlet. At least that's what's what it's called right now. Um, again, it's, it's going to be a hardware console, um, but it's going to be faster. You know, they're saying it's uh, 120 frames per second. We'll be able to output in 8k um and that uh because of the solid state hard drive you won't have to worry about those download times that we were bitching and complaining about um other than that we don't know much about it other than the fact that it's looking like it's going to be coming out um basically around christmas next year so we're a long ways away yeah i think just having the announcement knowing that the future is coming that there's another round of consoles which you know, insiders in the gaming world kind of suspect that this is it. This is like, this is probably going to be the last Xbox. It's going to be the last PlayStation. And I think everything's, you know, like we just talked about with the Stadia. If the Stadia sets the standard, Microsoft and Sony are going to jump all over that. I don't ever see Nintendo getting away from the whole console thing. Nintendo marches to the beat of their own drum. But uh, it I think it's it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years in the world of video games. Most definitely. Uh, now, Xbox's flagship property is obviously the Halo series. And, uh, you know, originally Bungie produced it and then uh, Microsoft either bought it from them or acquired it from them. 
But uh, it looks like with the launch of the Project Scarlet, we're also going to get a new Halo game called Halo Infinite, which, uh, you know, based on the trailer, which Tony will post everything up, I mean, it looks amazing. The graphics are awesome. And I would assume that it's, you know, everything you know and love about Halo just in a next-gen system. Yeah, I, I think if you've been a fan of Halo, um, I really loved Halo. I wasn't so big on the first one, which is weird, but I really liked Halo 2, and Halo 3 was a lot of fun. Um, it's just going to be, you know, a continuation story. It's awesome, and, uh, you know, it's one of Microsoft's uh, go-to. So it's it's a great way to kick off your system. Why not go big with one of your more popular franchises that you own that you can only get on your system? So, um Great call by them to do this and uh, look forward to seeing how it develops. I mean, kind of hard. I, I don't think too many people have TVs that are 8K capable at this point. Everyone's just kind of merging onto the whole 4K thing at this point. So it might be a while before that 8K and all that sh- shit really kicks in. So Yeah, and obviously they're, you know, they're planning ahead. Uh, another game that uh, they were touting and, of course, you know, showed up all over my social media fa- feed is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 starring Ted Theodore Logan. Excellent. Uh, Ke- <laughs> Keanu Reeves. So, uh, you know, there you go. So if you ever wanted to play as like John Wick in a uh, part Android body, I guess Cyberpunk 2077 is the way to go. Did you watch the trailer for it? I've seen bits and pieces of it. As I was preparing for this, I was trying to watch as much as I can. So uh, getting, you know, as many snippets as I could. Yeah, I got to say, I don't know much of the whole cyberpunk thing. I watched the trailer. Um, Looks fantastic. Um, Don't know the whole story. It could be a sequel, I think. I think it is. But uh, I think having Keanu Reeves in it's pretty badass. So, yeah, Um, I'm. I'm 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 down. I'm I'm looking forward to do uh, at least playing it. I don't know about buying it, but for sure playing it. So mm-hmm. uh, another game that they were touting is Gears Five, basically Gears of Wars. <laughs> Gears of yeah, War. Yeah, I don't know 5. why they dropped the of War thing. They just call it Gears Five. I don't know either. Uh, it looks amazing, and then I saw that there's going to be I don't know if it's a DLC or if it's in the standard mode. But uh, there is a um, Terminator Dark Fate integration. So you'll be able to play as like a T-800 or, you know, something along those lines. Hasta la vista, baby. Um, it is a download. If you pre-order, it's included free. So that's pretty damn cool if you pre-order. That's a damn good pre-order, actually. So because they're, they're hoping this game drops September 10th of this year. So um terminator dark fate comes out in november so i think the tie-in for the uh, dlc will work out rather well yeah most definitely and then uh, a couple little housekeeping things for xbox they've got housekeeping uh... <laughs> you want me to go to your cloud service housekeeping <laughs> uh, they've got the project x cloud which basically turns your xbox into your own personal server so that way you can manage things uh media uh more than just the video games through your xbox and then the uh, xbox game pass is now available on the pc uh, as well as the xbox right the one thing i do like it i did the three-month trial for the game pass i gotta say real good if you didn't 
if you're not a game junkie like me that buys most of those games, like when they're on sale and stuff, a lot of them I found like Marvel Marvel versus Capcom three was on there, Mega Man, uh, Strider was on there once. Um, a lot of games I had already owned were on this, um, but had you not owned them, they were available. So they have killer titles in there. They really do. Um, they're really going forward here. Their new game approach is they want you to not necessarily pre-buy their service for the whole year they want you to kind of do it month to month and then include the game pass with it because it's like two different services right so for 15 you know for 9.99 a month you could do the xbox live or for 14.99 you can get the game pass with xbox live um i think they're going more with that i know one of the perks of getting gears 5 is if you have the game pass which they call it the ultimate if you're a game pass ultimate member which means you have you're paying for the service um you'll be able to play gears five five days early so you know it's kind of cool yeah then they're trying to find some incentives i'm not gonna lie to you i think it's worth the money if you don't own a lot of these games like i played games i probably would have never played like disneyland adventures (laughs) would have never bought that game it wasn't a good game, but I, you know, it was great for some free achievements if you're an achievement hunter. So, you know, if you want to rack up those Chivos, that's the way to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on from Xbox over to Nintendo. Oh, um, Nintendo, it's a breakfast. Wow. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, one of the things they opened up with is the sequel to their big original Switch game, which was Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, We're going to see a sequel to that. I know you own it, Tone, and, I mean, it's just a beautiful game, huge, and, I mean, the amount of gameplay that, uh, you know, you can get from it doesn't cater to my schedule all that well, but, uh, you know, people just love the first one. Yeah, it was a great game, but I just didn't have a lot of time to play it. it it's very in-depth. Um, I think I was surprised that they announced a sequel to it. I felt, I feel like we're getting a lot of Zelda, which is great. I'm not knocking it. Um, we're going to talk about another one here in a second, but, uh, you we're know. We're going to talk about two of them in a second. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is one of those games, like, just because they announced it, I don't think you're going to see this for at least two years. I think it's one of those they're going to hint at it a lot during the next year. This might be the only time you hear about it for a while. Come E3 next year, you're going to see some actual gameplay footage, and then they'll give you a release date of 2021. That's my guess on the whole thing. Um, nonetheless, we know it's coming, and and it's going to be pretty – I almost said it, but pretty good, so – <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, now, a series that I never got into, but I mean, people just love is the Animal Crossing series. And apparently the next one, which is called New Horizons, uh, has been delayed until March 20, 2020. Um, have you played any of those games, Tom? Oh, um. There was one at was the first Animal Crossing came out on the Nintendo Wii, I believe. And there was one cool option. One of your characters could go hide in a house and play old school Nintendo. 
Oh, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, you could find like you could play Excite Bike or Punch Out or Mario Brothers. If I recall right, I I never got into it though. It just wasn't my thing. Um, I know a lot of the. I think this is a good thing if you wanted to get your girl. Like, here's a good example: the, the girl that I'm seeing. We talk, you know. I try to talk video games with her. She's not much of a gamer, but she said, you know, I I used to really get down on Animal Crossing. So there you go. So I think that's a good bridge gap if you want to get your girl in the video games. Animal Crossing might be a good way. Definitely. Uh, then uh, they announced that uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is going to have some new DLC characters. Yes. Namely from Dragon Quest and Banjo Kazooie. I could have done without the Dragon Quest. I mean, I'm sorry if you're a fan of that game. I could have done without that. But having Banjo in there is pretty badass. Here's the reason why that's badass. Banjo Kazooie is owned by Microsoft. Interesting. I did they, not know yes, that. Yes. So that's that's an Xbox exclusive character right there in a Nintendo game. Now, granted, if you go back in time, Banjo Kazooie was developed by Rare. Xbox owns Rare. Um, Banjo was took place after the Donkey Kong Country games or Donkey Kong 64, and they had two pretty cool games on the Nintendo 64. And uh, once microsoft swooped up and purchased rare you couldn't get the banjo on nintendo like if you look back you can't access those games at all because nintendo doesn't have the rights to them so to, for banjo and kazooie to show up in smash brothers um from what i was reading in forums and you know people that are fans of smash um this was a really requested character that they would hope to see and the, the reveal trailer is awesome. Did you watch the reveal trailer? You know, I haven't. Let me spoil it for you. Go back and watch it. It's real funny. Um, so it starts out with Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and K, and K. Rule in uh, Donkey Kong's house. Because they're the three Donkey Kong country characters in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Donkey's kind of getting into it with King R. Rule. And they look out the window and you see the image of Banjo and Kazooie only to be fooled by the duck hunt dog and ducks. <laughs> and he's doing the... And then all of a sudden Banjo comes from the sky, stomps on the dog, starts kicking the dog's ass. And then they start cheering because Banjo Kazooie's in the game. So um, awesome character addition. Dragon Quest, I don't know the series enough to get excited about it. I would have... Uh, I mean, it's cool. If you if you didn't know, Smash Brothers does have Final Fantasy characters in it, which is cool. You could play it as you could play as Cloud. Um, I would have liked either more Mega Man characters or like Crash Bandicoot would have been sweet. Um, shit, you could have really included. The great thing about Smash Brothers is there's all kinds of franchises. Like Earthworm Jim would have been awesome to have in there. Oh, that would be cool. So real cool stuff. And this is this is one great thing. This game is ever evolving. So as long as they're supplying DLC, man, that game, you're going to be able to keep going back and back and back because it's just it's going to add more replay value. So kudos to Nintendo and Microsoft for being able to partner on this. And this is that bridge step I told you before the show where Microsoft and Nintendo are really working well together so well that xbox live may be appearing on the switch very very soon that is a huge thing 
that's a great partnership for Microsoft in taking on Sony in the console wars. Great things ahead, I hope, in that part department. So definitely. Um, getting into the next Zelda game that's coming to the Switch and the first of many uh, remakes, if you will, that uh, were announced over um, E3. Did you say Zelda again? I did say Zelda again. Perfect. <laughs> And I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And uh, I don't know if you watched the trailer on that, but... I sure it, did. It looks fantastic. It does. Now, little history backup. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was a Game Boy game. And we already shit on one Game Boy game at the beginning of the show with the <laughs> Contra Collection. But this is no Game Boy game. It's a remake. Beautiful remake, by the way. Love the top down. I love the character style. The tr- I, I'm excited. I, I, I this is a definite pickup for me for the Switch. This game looks sweet, and I never played Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, but so this will be my first run through, and I'm pretty stoked to play it. That's pretty cool. The other thing they announced with this game is that uh, it's going to feature a dungeon builder tool uh, that will allow you to create your own areas. So um, I would assume that uh, similar to like um, Super Mario Maker that you maybe you can share those across, um, you know, with other Zelda players. That's well, I'm going to quote what they say. That's neat. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, that dropped September 20th. We're not that far away from a big Zelda release, man. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, the next game they announced, uh, which we talked about, have no idea about Dragon <sighs> Quest 11S, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Now, if you guys are Dragon Quest fans, we're not going to really talk too much time because Chris and I don't play that. Sorry. Um, but be excited. Dragon Quest is dropping on September 27th on the Switch. <laughs> you like how right. just like i shit on it i'm like hey, just... yep <laughs> all right uh we're seeing uh, luigi's mansion 3 with a um a scare scraper i don't know what that is so now i never played any of the luigi's mansion games no? they, they looked like fun but uh you know apparently people just love the hell out of them yeah it's ghostbusters man just with luigi <laughs> The first one was on the GameCube. Real, real fun game. Um, second one I never played. It was on the DS. So for us to get the third one on the Switch, you know, another home console. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just Luigi being real scared. But the, the goal of it is you're in your mansion. You have this. It's called the Suck Something 3000. Sorry, I don't have my information right on it. <laughs> don't kill me, fanboys. The suck but you cut. basically... Yeah, it's it sucks as it and cuts. It cuts. <laughs> um, so then you go through and you uh, it's like it's like having a proton pack, but it's a vacuum cleaner and you suck up ghosts. So the ghosts abduct Mario and Princess Peach. So you're Luigi and you get to go save them. So graphically, it looks great. It looks fun. It's made by you know it's a Nintendo first party game. It's going to be excellent. Very cool. No um, state, by the way, on that. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they said it's revealed. My guess is it's probably in the video, and I haven't even watched the video. Nah, you're probably not going to see that sucker until 2020. Hmm. All right. Um, running down a few games that I'm not familiar with. Uh, we've got uh, The Witcher 3, which uh, 
you know, there's a, uh, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, Henry Cavill, uh, Netflix Netflix, show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's coming to switch a collection of mana and trials of mana. Uh, those are based off of the, uh, popular, um, mana, like secret of mana Mana was the only one I knew. Yeah. And you can pick those up today. Like you don't have to wait. They just announced it and said, Hey, guess what? Download it today. That's pretty cool. Uh, no More Heroes 3. Again, don't know anything about it. Looks kind of cool from the picture. Uh, no yeah. More Heroes was on the... Gosh, I could be wrong. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it came out on the Wii. Sega made it. Um, I don't know if Sega's in still in control of it. And I could be wrong if Sega made it. I'm pretty sure Sega made it. And they did 1 and 2, and it was only on the Wii. So... Um, don't know much about the game, but uh, you know had a popular following, so should be a good thing. That's cool. Uh, a game that we talked about a little bit earlier, which uh, originally appeared on the Sega Saturn and its sequel on the uh, game, not GameCube, the uh, Dreamcast, oh, is a Dreamcast. Panzer Dragoon, which, uh, God, that was a fun game. And you're basically like a dragon rider flying through these big open worlds and breathing fire. Um, and so the next version of that's going to be coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Awesome addition. I'm excited to uh, see more about it. The reveal trailer was real cool. Um, so that's that's a good one. Doesn't say It just says it'll be released later this year. I'm not sure if it's a new entry in the series or if it's just a straight remake, but nonetheless, Panzer Dragoon is back and it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. Very cool. Um, There wouldn't be a Nintendo announcement without something regarding Pokemon. Uh, It it says uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield will feature Pokeball Plus features. I know none of these words except for Pokemon and Pokeball pokeball um my balls <laughs> is sword and shield another um like sun and moon where it's basically two different versions of essentially the same game yeah it's pretty much like the game boy like you can get the rose version or the sapphire version oh i hit a button sorry <laughs> i was scrolling okay. down. no scrolling down and it started playing a trailer for one of the games <laughs> and then finally, we've got the uh, last bit of Zelda news, which is uh, Cadence of Hyrule Crypt. <laughs> Cadence of Hyrule Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is a, as we reported uh, a few episodes back, the first uh, a Nintendo third-party licensed game, uh, which. I don't know much about it, but uh, it's a big deal in that Nintendo is playing with third-party developers now. Yeah, they're playing really well with them. And the the Necrodancer game, I guess, is is a mobile game. So this one just really ties in Zelda characters. So, again, it could be a real fun game. Um, I watched the trailer for it. It looked really weird, actually. And, like, you got to go to the beat of the music to get through the level it's it's a little strange looking huh yeah it's cutesy looking it looks like it's a zelda game but it's it's not a zelda game 
All right. All right. All right. So uh, moving on from Nintendo to developer Ubisoft or Ubisoft or uh, Ubisoft. U- Ubisoft or right, Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, they revealed their lineup, um, you know, with their big one being Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, Watch Dogs was a wildly popular game that, of course, I never played, but uh Looks like their next version uh, called Legion is coming out March 6th of 2020. Um, Watch Dogs was along the lines of like a Grand Theft Auto type deal. Just maybe a little more high tech. Like you had to hack security things and it was it was okay. I picked it up just based on reviews and stuff and it was a little too much for me. So not in the fact that like it was offensive or violent. It was just a lot of time that I wasn't going to be giving it. So I walked away. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, now Ubisoft has the license to all of the Tom Clancy games. Uh, one of the ones that they just revealed is a brand new rainbow six game called quarantine, which, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the rainbow six games, uh, obviously this will be the next in that long line. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't mean to yawn. It's a little late here in the world of Colorado, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Rainbow Six games are pretty good. I know they found with Tom Clancy, I mean, they found a real big hit in the Division series. So, um, Rainbow Six was always a really popular thing. I remember back on the PS2 and, you know. Yes, it's a three-player tactical co-op game. Apparently this one is horror-themed, which is kind of cool. Sounds good. I look forward to uh, – I haven't watched the trailer. There is a reveal trailer, and I'll make sure I get all these trailers on because there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, that that one comes out sometime in 2020. So as we get closer, of course, in our video game talks, we'll be talking about it. But uh, that got revealed, and uh, oof, what else we got here? Yeah, so uh, the creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey have a new game called uh, Gods and Monsters coming out, uh, which looks very cool. It's uh, stylized. It looks like it's based uh, sort of on Greek mythology. Uh, Other than that, don't know much about it, but uh, knowing that it's coming from Assassin's Creed uh, should be a, a fun, easily playable game. Right. I think that's a that's that should be a good thing for sure. I mean, they they knock these assassin creeds out year in year out and they seem to be a hit so now uh speaking of the tom clancy games uh you know you've got the division as you mentioned uh the second version division two coming out and then you've also got ghost recon breakpoint uh the beta is coming out in september now i'm trying to remember back because i saw a clip one of them stars um shane uh walking dead oh what's his uh, john bernthal right right I can't remember if it's Division Two or if it's uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, but it looks it looks really cool, at least from the trailer that I saw. Right, I'm not sure which one. Um, as these games evolve, I think they get better and better for sure. I mean, they're definitely different than your typical first person shooter. They're definitely more tactical, more strategic, and uh, uh, more things along those lines. Definitely. Um, and then sort of rounding out the rest of the Ubisoft news, they've got a new subscription service called Uplay Plus. Um, again, you get to play any of their 100 plus games for $14.99. Again, they're jumping on that uh, that bandwagon as far as the subscription services go. And then there's a uh, 
three-person versus three-person free-to-play online multiplayer roller derby game called Roller Champions, which, um, I don't know, if you're into roller derby and all of that stuff, I guess it'll be a fun game. Weird, man. I think of Chris Klein from Rollerball back in the 2000s. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Terrible. Yep. All right, uh, getting away from Ubisoft to... Uh, I was surprised they didn't announce a new Rayman game or anything. That that was like their big one, them and the Rabbids. Yeah. Uh, real big Ubisoft stuff, but nothing, nothing from them on that front. <laughs> All right, uh, going over to a game that we talked about uh, two, three episodes back is the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game which up to this point, we've only seen the story trailer, had no idea what the gameplay was like or anything along those lines. Well, now they released a 15-minute gameplay trailer that uh, it it's everything that I hoped for. I had mentioned previously that uh, I was a huge fan of the Star Wars Force Unleashed games where it was a third party and you know you could throw your lightsaber and use the Force to either push or pull enemies and uh, stuff like that. And they're getting back to it with this game. Yeah, it looks it looks very cool. I was very impressed with the trailer. And that was the vibe I got off of it when I was watching it. I totally had <clears throat> images of playing basically an updated version of The Force Unleashed, just a new tale. So, And those were great games, by the way. So I'm um, very stoked that they went this route. Um EA does a great job with the graphic department with Star Wars. If you look back at Battlefront 1 and 2, graphic. Beautiful. Yeah. What a beautiful game. I mean, played like shit, but God, it was uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this uh, totally, this, I, I'm with you. I'm very excited about it. I'm very stoked. Um, it comes out in uh, May of 2020, right? Or is it? Maybe, maybe no, I lie. It's not May of 2020. November 15th, actually. So well, that's sooner. I I jumped the gun. There's another game coming out May of 2020, and I I had I just read some that popped up instead. I apologize. That's but, all right. Uh, yeah, this this will be a good holiday game. I'm excited. I can't wait to play it. Most definitely. All right, uh, moving on to one of the other major developers at E3 is. Oh. Real random quick, too, before we move too far from Star Wars. I know it's not in our notes. Um, big news, if you're into Lego games, uh, they did announce Lego Star Wars, the complete the Skywalker saga, covers one through nine. Every single one in there. It's going to come out next year as well, so there's another fun Star Wars game to look at. It's completely done. It's not re-releasing the Lego Star Wars games you've played. They're going to have... Every story all jammed into one action-packed game. So very excited about that as well. Yeah, and those Lego games are fun as hell. Oh, my God, they're great. But again, if you, if you don't need them right away, remember, buy them over time because there's always deals and they always drop in price. Still waiting for The Incredibles to be like 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Square Enix, as uh, I was starting get, to get into, but... Uh, they basically showed up with, uh, I mean, I would, to put it lightly, Final Fantasy Plus One. <laughs> so their big announcement is that they did a complete remake of Final Fantasy VII, which Great I spent game. hours playing. And that was a three-disc collection? 
mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And do you remember how shitty it was if your memory card, if you like, if your memory card glitched, your little eight megabyte, eight megabyte PlayStation <laughs> stupid ass Magic Gate memory card crapped out. Uh, mine crapped out on me. I was pissed. Well, Alex especially Alex. if you had like the off-brand, the not the uh, official yeah, Sony the, ones. The bad oh. cats. Yeah, those knockoff ones were shit. Oh, they were terrible. So, uh, in any case, they are completely remaking Final Fantasy VII. Looks beautiful. You got to check out the trailer. Um, you know, again, if you have time to play video games, that's definitely one to go back and check out. Um, also, okay, regardless, man, it's a, it's gonna it's so big and it's so epic. It's gonna be two Blu-ray discs. That's insane. That is nuts. Well, not only that, but that was really the last Final Fantasy game that was iconic. That you know had characters, you know, like Cloud. That uh, you know you could name everything else since then has been sort of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you you like this had Cloud. Barrett, Sith, and then Eris who dies, and then you're like, oh my god, they killed the main character. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Final Fantasy seven or Final Fantasy in general, uh, they're also doing Final Fantasy eight remastered. They're doing uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers, um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. Um, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, this is the year for you. There is a lot of role-playing games coming up. There are. Now, the one that I was excited about, and uh, we knew for a while Square Enix was working on, was a Marvel's Avengers game. Yes. And uh, we weren't quite sure what it was, how it was going to look, what the gameplay play was going to be like. Well, they finally revealed it. They've got a trailer out. Uh, it's well worth, a, a, a you know, checking out. My only thing that sort of bugs me is I'm not a huge fan of the character designs. Thank I mean, you. you. I'm with you 110%. I'm glad you said it. Again, for those listening, Chris and I will talk about a lot of things before we do the show, we have not discussed this. So this is the first time we've discussed it as friends. I 110% agree with you. Disappointed with the character models. Yeah. And it's, you know, you go from watching the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer where the characters are amazing to watching the Marvel's Avengers ones. And they look unfinished. I mean, I, I hope that's actually the case. But uh, yeah. Yeah, they look like if they took the stunt doubles from the adventure movies and put them in the place. Yeah. Yeah. Like and my thing is, if Marvel for as big as they are and and as big as Square is, why did they not pay to get the likeness of like Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get you're not going to get their voice acting. I mean. They did go out and they did get pretty big names in the gaming industry world to do the voicing of these characters. But I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm 100% agree that or 110% agree because I want to shortchange that that I I am definitely not impressed with their facial looks. It's it's a little uh, meh to me. 
Right. Well, and for me, it was like the hair. So like Thor's hair and Black Widow's hair. You know, games nowadays, like there's individual strands of hair and they flow. Whereas these look like, you know, they were, um, you know, a single model, you know, set of polygons that that never really move. Right. So but uh, if you watch the trailer, I mean, the action looks good. You see bits and pieces of what the gameplay is going to look like, which is pretty cool. Apparently supports up to four players at any given time. You can play as Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Ant-Man. Um, and then they're even talking about some uh, DLC characters down the road. Right, which here's another thing where they went wrong. Why in the hell is Ant-Man a playable character and not Hawkeye? Right. and <clears throat> They uh, should have put Ant-Man as a future downloader. Anyone that joined the team down the line but yeah hawkeye most definitely should have been a playable character i definitely agree and it's one of those things that uh, i guess people even brought it up at e3 and the main person behind this game were saying just hold on to your britches he'll he'll more than likely show up well that's good that's glad he's in there but he should have been there day one ant-man would have been a cool add-on i mean these are other characters who are like hell yes add him on so Excited to see the game. Um, what do you think of the gameplay look? Like, I know they showed some quote-unquote actual game footage. Like, what stood out to you um, graphic-wise that when they weren't panning the story faces? Yeah, I mean, gameplay-wise, it looks pretty cool. I mean, it looks like there's a lot you can do. You know, each character has their own unique moves and special abilities. Um, you know, and it gives you that sort of same open-world feel as, like, you know, spider-man for instance right i th- I thought the same thing too i really like the scene when uh, banner jumps out and he turns into the hulk and then he like picks up the tank and that guy looks he's like oh shit <laughs> the hulk kicks him out of the way thought that was probably my favorite part of the trailer the only thing i can really nitpick on this and i worry always worry when like companies for the first time get these uh, real big franchises like how are they going to treat it is it going to be good um i'm gonna it looks cool that this drops in may of 2020 and um i can't wait to see more i'll reserve judgment and you know it just the but i'm definitely disappointed with uh some of the uh, character models for sure well it gives them about a year to uh fix those up hopefully yeah hopefully <laughs> Um, going from one Marvel game to another that we are hugely looking forward to, um, only available on the Switch, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. And, uh, you know, it's already talked about, you know, the huge roster that they're going to have. But more so than that, um, you know, the, the team that you pick and how you put everything together, you know, plays into different abilities, how they work off of each other. Uh, it just looks like so much fun and it's, you know, not hard to pull off. You know, it's a, a button mashing game, but if you've got some skills, there's some pretty cool things that you can do. Yeah. I, you know, in one realm. So just so you know, they, the Avengers game from square Enix will not be coming out on the switch. And which is why they got this version. Instead, they got ultimate Alliance three, but this one just looks fantastic. It looks like a lot of fun. 
Most definitely. It really does. And then the other thing that I was reading is that uh, they have what's called a hero camera. So if you're playing the game co-op with somebody else um, on another Switch, instead of having sort of that, you know, wide angle where everybody appears on the same screen, you'll be able to follow your individual hero and, uh, you know, do the things you need to do. And so apparently it's, uh, you know, shaping up to be just a awesome game. Now, well, here's an even cooler thing. I just read Jessica Jones is in the game. I mean, there's Jessica so- Jones. I mean, all of the defenders, as far as I could tell, uh, you know, you get ghost rider and, you know, everybody you've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, plus and the X-Men. X-Men are in there! Yep. X-Men! And that I'm excited about. Dude. Let's go, bub. <laughs> uh, let's see, looking through, it's right around the corner. It comes out next month. Yeah, this game is going... I If you don't have a Switch, man, this might be one of those games that extra pushes you. I'm... I gotta tell you, I know you don't have one yet, but man, the Switch is definitely a great system, worth picking up. Um, so many good first-party games. This is the one of the first third-party games that I've been super excited about. I was looking at my collection, and they're all Nintendo versions. I'm like, except uh, <clears throat> when they released Super Street Fighter 2, I picked that up because it had a weird first person mode for the switch which is kind of cheesy oh really but that's the only capcom game i have but everything else is nintendo so yeah so this will be a uh, fun addition and god i just wish that i i i'm disappointed I'll, I'll say at the end of e3 what i was disappointed i won't say it now but uh this game sweet looks like it's going to be a hell of a good game if you played previous installments of the uh, ultimate alliance games you're in for a treat. A lot of fun. Most definitely. All right. Uh, and then moving on to, you know, us growing up in the 80s and 90s, we were huge fans of the arcades and, uh, you know, going and you know, just dumping quarters into these machines. Uh, if you're nostalgic like we are, now is the perfect time for you. Uh, Arcade One Up, a company that makes these console games, is uh, releasing original arcade versions of Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi with that original uh, controller, you know, the Atari, uh, you know, it was almost like a flight controller. Yes. Which was so much fun for its day and age. And then they're also doing two... Whoa, sorry, sorry. They're doing two head-to-head cocktail tables. Uh, One is going to be a Capcom one that features uh, Street Fighter II, Final Fight, Darkstalkers. Um, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, you're a huge Capcom fan. That would be fun. Damn right I am. And they're also doing a Namco table, which features Pac-Man, Galaga, and Dig Dug, which were fun early arcade games. Sounds like a fun name, Dig Dug. I loved the Dig Dug games. In fact, I had Dig Dug on my Commodore 64. You had a Commodore 64? I totally did. Badass, man. Yeah. (laughs) I never actually owned that. that's, That's cool that you did. That's really cool. And then the big arcade reveals, ones that I'm super excited about, and I've, I'll have to figure out how I can 
get these into the house and they're not overly expensive either, which is kind of cool. Uh, we are seeing arcade cabinets of Marvel, which includes Marvel superheroes, X-Men children of the atom and the side scrolling Punisher game. Um, oh. yeah. Right. And, and the artwork <laughs> on the top with that weird button. Ah, uh, you're like, what? What the hell? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's very excited about his Marvel game. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you get the traditional cabinets with, you know, the awesome artwork on the side. Uh, on the Marvel one, it's, you know, Thanos with the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, and that one in particular has the two-player setup. So the controller, uh, the joystick with the buttons. The other one that I know you're super excited about is the ninja turtles oh and my you, god you i get, i i just i'm so super excited god, I love being a <laughs> and this one is your classic arcade game and turtles in time it has the four player setup and the cool thing about this is each setup has the different colors of each of the turtles. So depending on where you're standing is which turtle you're playing as. And then, of course, it has the nostalgic art taking me back to when I would go to, like, the bowling alley and play. Oh, hell yes. Where yeah. it has the cartoon versions of the turtles, but then it's got, like, a real-life version of April O'Neil, which is sort of strange, but totally nostalgic. Yeah, well, because that's how that you remember that's how it was. It was always so weird. It had like animated turtles on there, and it was just this weird lady dressed like April. And you're like, oh, yeah, holding a and even board. Shredder looked cheesy as shit, like up in the little graphic up there. Yep, yep. So uh, you know, again, if you're a fan of those classic arcade games, now you can own them, you can bring them home, and like I said, they're not overly expensive. The no, Mar the turtle one, they're jacking you up. Oh, I'll let you say the price. Yeah, that way anyways. Yep. So the Marvel one is two ninety nine, so three hundred dollars. The uh, Turtles one is three forty nine, so fifty dollars more. My guess is it's because it has the two extra set of controls. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But Damn! that's just a killer deal, man. Thanks, Raph, for that damn. <laughs> um. I, you know, I'm, I don't know, like, I think for me, like, 350, uh, I don't know, here's, here's the thing, right now at work, we actually sell one of the one-up arcade cabinets at Costco, but it's a shitty cabinet. Well, and is it, it the you tiny the, one? Yeah, it's the tiny one, and you, you, so you shop at Costco with Jess, so you've seen it. Yeah. It's four games and and it comes with a little stool and you're thinking oh how cool no no one wants to pay 200 dollars for tempest 1984 space invaders and some other i think it's asteroids no one wants to pay 200 bucks for that however to play vintage tmnt in a vintage cabinet absolutely totally Totally. Well, even the Marvel one. Now, am I going to drop 500 bucks and have two? I don't have room for these cabinets, but <laughs> but I tell you what, when I can get a, a man cave going, TMNT is at the – oh, it's so tough because, God, they're so good. Like I like on the Marvel one, they've got Marvel superheroes and X-Men 
and and Punisher's cool. I'm not shitting on the Punisher, but dude, could you imagine even just Marvel versus Capcom one would have been a better addition right there. Definitely. But uh, nonetheless, what a what a nice addition. It's great to see. Um, this would be something like I know for your kids to sit and play TMNT um, and Turtles in Time. Both great games, man. Just classic. I was telling Lauren I saw this news and I geeked out and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get it!" She goes, "350 bucks?" I'm like, "I don't care. It's Ninja Turtles, man. You don't get it, but I get it." Well, and the thing is to go back and buy those classic cabinets. I mean, they're <laughs> almost a thousand bucks. Right. They're not cheap. They're not cheap at all. But I mean, it would be cool just to sit. And, I mean. Who would have thought one day you'd have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, like the whole, the actual arcade sitting in your house? Crazy. Yep. Every 80s and 90s kid's dream. Oh, my God. I'm tempted by it. I ain't going to lie. I think that, you know, because I see them at Walmart. You know, they got the Pac-Man ones. They've got a Capcom one with, like, Strider and Final Fight and Ghost and Goblins and... You know, and they have a Street Fighter cabinet. They got a Mortal Kombat cabinet. So One Up's doing some great stuff with it. I think it's really cool. I think it's neat that in 2019 we're getting. I would have never in my wildest dreams imagined that you could go to your store and buy an arcade. That's pretty damn cool. Mm. Um, never, nonetheless, you know, um, I see these both being really big hits and. Um, um what i would like to see too is also in the short time i would love to see the turtles arcade and turtles in time arcade pop up on uh, playstation network xbox and uh, switch would be freaking amazing as well so yeah i mean if i put games in my office i think i'd have the marvel cabinet the turtles cabinet a mortal Kombat cabinet and then the metallica pinball Oh, absolutely. Oh, freaking absolutely. Yeah, that that would be my ideal. But uh, yeah, so it's been a very long bonus episode talking all about video games and E3. Uh, where I'm at, it's 11.30. Where Tony's at, it's uh, 12.30. That's... Uh, Into the future! <laughs> middle of the night. So uh, yeah, we're a little tired. Our voices are a little hoarse, but uh, we definitely wanted to give you guys uh, this special bonus episode. As always, we appreciate you guys streaming, downloading, commenting, uh, subscribing, um, and then just following us on our social media, Proton Pack yeah. Podcast uh, at both uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you for episode 29. So in the short time, here's a bunch of game overs for you. Goodbye.